Alhamdulillahi wahda wa salatu wa salamu ala manna nabiya ma'na ma'man Ta'udhu billahi minu shaytoon al-lazini bismillah ar-Rahman al-Rahim Wal-lazina jahudu fina lanahdiya annahum sumulana Wa inna allaha lama'al-muhsineen Sallakallahu al-Azim Allahumma salli wa sallam wa baraka ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala sayyidina Muhammad The reason why many people are distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or despite their best intention they still fall and slip into sin or despite their niyat to be firm and regular in ibadah or maybe they're studying ilm is simply because they don't put in the work and effort. They don't take it seriously, they're not mature, they're not hardworking, they're not disciplined. And on top of it, in their mind, they view themselves to be a good believer. Maybe a jeep mama. They have a delusion. So they're actually delusional. So when you have a student who's not doing well in their studies, then what they do is they, if they accept it and they realize that, then they will work very hard. But there's a student who thinks in their mind that they are good in their studies, then they're in a state of delusion and denial. And they won't work very hard. How does this happen in Deen? If the person looks at whatever amal he has, whatever sunnah he has, whatever zikr she does, and they check those few boxes and they pat themselves on the back that they're a good, strong, successful believer. And therefore the extra hard work and effort they should have made to become better, and especially the hard work and effort they should have made to leave sin, they don't make that effort. And where do you find this? Not in lazy people. Even the most talented, skilled, dynamic, accomplished people who otherwise are very hardworking, dynamic in whatever field, profession, whatever they do in dunya, the person who can sit at a shop for 10-12 hours, the person if you tell him that maybe today it's going to be extra customers at shop, no problem, he'll sit an extra hour. The person who is about to close his shop at 8 o'clock and sees one customer come in at 7.55 is willing to sit for 8.20 hmm? 20 extra minutes beyond normal closing time the same one you tell him to spend 20 minutes reading Quran a day he can't do it hmm? for one customer's 3 pound purchase of which 50p would be profit he, without any mujahidah it's not that it's difficult for him to do he really wants to go he has to force himself to sit relaxed he will sit for 20 minutes easily hmm? Like some Abid, Waliullah, Qari can easily recite 20 minutes Quran and Salah. Hmm? With the same ease and comfort he will sit for 20 minutes for the sake of one, two, ex- in the umid even, not even necessarily, in the expectation and hope that perhaps they might even make a purchase. Hmm? So committed here and so but slack over here willing to go the extra mile, put an extra effort here, unable to put in the extra and many times even required effort. 
بیسک ایفرٹ کیے بہت میں تو اسے اردو کے دنیا میں معیار اور دین میں گزارا ہائی اسٹینڈرڈ آف اچیومنٹ ان دنیا اینڈ بیئرلی پیسنگ اسٹرگلنگ ان دین ڈیلیوژن پارٹ بٹ وین ایٹ کمس ٹو دنیا دیر ہمبل ایکچولی جینرلی ہمبل ایک شیخ سمیت ہو کر ایک دن ذکر کر کر صوفی بن گیا They don't take themselves to task. Mahasabha, hasabha, kamla anta, hasabha. Take yourself to task. Self-reckoning, self-accounting. Before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have your reckoning and accounting done on the day of judgment in front of maybe even all of insan. Jeeb, can you imagine? All of insan. نبی کریم صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم صحاب اکرام ادر انبیاء علیہ السلامین مدر فادر فیملی وائف چلڈرن آل سینگ یور بک ڈیٹس وچ فادر ود لائک ہیز ڈاٹر ٹو سی ہیز بک آف ڈیٹس ٹیل ہم Life is about amal. Deen is about amal. But amal requires effort. Effort. Every now and then, alhamdulillah, we do meet and we still have hope. And that's why we travel, because every now and then we get one like that. Hmm? Actually puts in hard work and effort. Alhamdulillah, we have actually met some people who in their ilm Even though they're quote-unquote part-timers, mashallah, they're so dedicated, they put so much effort, they leave all their ghafla, they forget everything, they get this focus and discipline and they really study Tajweed and Arabic and Qur'an al-Kareem and their deen really well. Because I know we have some part-time students here. Hmm? Mashallah, every now and then you get somebody like that. Sometimes every now and then you find somebody who's like that in their ibadah, their zikr. Hmm? Sometimes you find somebody who's like that in some other dawah, khidmat, service of deen. They are hardworking, they are disciplined. But it's become very few people now. Very few people. And then they like to look the look and talk the talk, but they can't walk the walk. Allah Akbar. Jakar. So in this path of Tazkiyah Tasawwuf you have to make a lot of your own individual effort. A lot of individual effort. Can you imagine how much effort is required for Tazkiyah and Islah? 
through purification of heart, rectification of behavior. Hmm? It's very difficult. Two of the most difficult things for a human being is to change their behavior and to change their habits. These are two very difficult things. Hmm? It's a lot of effort. It's not so hard to change one's appearance. It's very hard to change one's behavior. It's very hard to change one's habits. You know, don't get scared, but sometimes some Mashaikh, they would even change the small, small behavior and habits of the Marit. And we had one fellow who was always stroking the beard, always, like all the time. So I started grabbing his hand. And every time I would be grabbing his hand, all the time I'm grabbing his hand, stuffing it. This went on for a long time and finally stopped. <laughs> hmm? No, that's not a sin, there's nothing haram in that, but to create this, this was a training. That you have to have this ability of willpower to change some habit of behavior of yours. Once you get that overall power, then you use that to change the habits and behaviors that Allah SWT doesn't like. And most people, they don't have that ability. Even if they're sincere, they want to change. Even if they really want to, they hear beyond, they want to change, they make dua to change. But the problem is they don't have the willpower to make the effort to change their habit and behavior. They just can't do it. Amalan. Fail. Failan. Amal. That's what they can't do. But the reality is that it's actually not that difficult. If you're doing it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're modeling your habit and behavior after the sunnah of Nabi Akreem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam there's a lot of barakah and Allah ta'ala puts a lot of ease. It actually is very easy to lower your gaze when you want to. And it's very difficult to lower your gaze if you still want to cheat. The day you make true tawbah in your heart that you don't want to cheat anymore, you will find it very easy to lower your case. And the day you still feel a little bit hmm, indulging, flirting, cheating, looking, in that situation, you'll never be able to lower your case. It will be. You'll just say, yeah, you say, it's the hardest thing for me to do. Yes, it's the hardest thing for you to do because you're not serious. You're not serious about it. You're taking a non-serious attitude. It's going to be very difficult for you to do. It's very hard for me to wake up for Fajr. It's not hard to wake up for Fajr. But you're not serious about it. It's to make you serious. I'm not going to explain it. It's fard. The day you really view Fajr as fard, it will be easy to wake up for it. So you have to be hard on yourself if you think you find it difficult. Hmm? Sometimes you need some magical shaykh with some magic zikr and dua. What do formula is going to get you up for Fajr every morning? Hmm? All you have to do is really, truly, from the depth of your heart, view it as fard. You'll show up. I wake up at the last minute and I'm not able to make it for Jamaat. Because you're not serious. You're not serious. If I told you, you can work in home, or you can come work in the office. If you work in the office, I'll give you 27 times salary. <laughs> huh? Or you can work at home if you want, no problem. Huh? So you tell me, hmm? you're going to work from home, you're going to come work in the office. 
Hmm? It's not even a It's an instantaneous decision. Because you're serious about the money. It's a cheap, you know, so many things go on in Jamaat. Mother is calling you a salatu khairamin al-nawm. Your Nabi Akrim sallallahu has told you that Jamaat is 27 times more. So many things are happening. All of these things are addressed to us. The person says, I can't make it. And then they too soft on themselves. No, I can't. I'm lazy. You're not. You're just not serious. You're not serious. Non-serious attitude towards Deen. The most serious thing in your life is your Deen. Is the most serious thing about your life? Is this going to determine your whole future, your eternity? Your day of judgment, Yomuddin, that's what Allah called it, Yomuddin. It is the day that you will be judged according to Deen. It is the day that what will be looked at about you, your Deen. Most important thing. Most important thing. You're not serious. Again, being serious doesn't mean you're, it's hard, it's difficult, that you become non-friendly, you become harsh. And it doesn't mean when you're serious about your work or your studies, it didn't make you unfriendly, mean, or harsh. It's just that you were serious. That's it. So, this word in our deen is called jod. Jod. Another word in Quran is called sa'i. Sa'i. Jod and sa'i. Jod, mujahada. Sa'i. Effort. Striving. It's a very serious thing. Very serious. Lot of sa'i, lot of jod, lot of mujahidah, lot of striving, lot of effort. Lot of effort. Anything they would hear, learn from Nabi Akareem, Sallallahu would do it. They're so happy, so excited. They want to know more, want to do more amal, more amal, more amal. Another delusion that no, I'm trying to strike a balance. This is <laughs> love. This one, I'm trying to strike a balance between Deen and dunya. Hmm? I'm trying to strike a balance between Deen and dunya. So first misconception: these two things are not equal. <laughs> that you have to strike a fifty percent parity balance between them. They're not equal things. Dunya is going to finish. And Deen is going to determine you forever. Hmm? So let me tell you some rules. Rule number one. Whenever you are faced with a choice and you have that ability that either, and it's very important, I will come back to explain that word, so you have the ability to either choose Deen over Dunya or Dunya over Deen. Every single time you should choose deen over dunya. I'm not saying neglect your dunya entirely. There are some times in life you have a choice. So, as an example, 
I don't know how it is here, but definitely, I've, I've not seen it in Batley, but definitely I've seen it in England. It happens in Pakistan. So the person who has a shop, he has a choice. He can close his shop for Jummah and go pray Salatul Jummah. Or he can keep his shop open for maybe 30 minutes, in which he might get three customers, which he might make few pounds. He has a choice. But sometimes he has the ability to make that choice. Sometimes you may not have the ability, right? He has the ability to make the choice. What does he choose? You'd be amazed. I mean, other than Saudi Arabia, you can go to pretty much any Muslim country and you will see, you can do a little observation study that the majority, not minority, the majority of the shops remain open throughout Jummah. Open, flagrant, unrepentant, disobedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When they could have easily chosen to obey Allah Ta'ala, they're not serious. They're not serious. And they don't realize they're in delusion. They're not bad people. If you go and he'll have a sign about barakah, <laughs> the barakah of Allah on his shop. If you meet him nicely, you walk in like this, but they give you tea and they're very happy to see you. So it's not against deen, not, they're just not serious. And they're deluded. Every single time you have the ability to choose, you must choose deen over dunya. You have to make that choice. There's no question of balance. It's a completely one-sided affair. But yes, Allah subhanahu wa has given us certain roles, responsibilities in dunya. It doesn't mean you abandon dunya entirely. You have to earn lawful income for yourself and your family so you don't become dependent on society if you have Allah has given you the mind and ability to earn money then you don't want to take their welfare benefits that's not what Deen teaches us yes sure if according to their genuine rules you are generally truly not able to work and you are generally eligible that's a genuine case Sometimes there might be illness, sometimes there might be unemployment, there could be many genuine things. How can we explain to you in English? Your self-respect, your dignity, your honor. But not serious. Not serious. You could, and people now to belong to, you could have sinful interaction or relationship with Ramira. And then some of the men, the Jeev, the way they explain it, because I was lonely. Allah Akbarira. Huh? They're trying to mantik salaharasa. He's trying to give me the real reason, justification. Hmm? Because he was lonely. Hmm? Alright. Okay, let's run with that. So that was dunya. He had felt this dunya need. Hmm? What did Dean tell you to do? Dean says, you can't do that. <laughs> Dean says, no. Loneliness says, yes. Fine, let's say, I accept your thing. Loneliness says, yes. Allah says, no. Hmm? Then, you have the ability to choose. You can't choose it can't choose it. It's that simple. There's no balance. 
is a completely one-sided absolute matter. Then, you know, that path, if Allah Ta'ala chooses, because many times Allah Ta'ala is, most times, Allah Ta'ala is sattar. Ajeeb, what does it mean, Allah sattar? He covers up for you. Ajeeb, He covers your tracks. You know, one is a person themselves, they sin, they try to cover their tracks. One is a person sins and their Allah covers their tracks. Allah Akbar. That's Allah being a sattar, a sattar. But you should know that at any time and every time it is possible that for Allah knows best how He operates. That He can and He does at times choose to lift that veil or not to cover up for you. And next step is sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not only does He not cover up for you Sometimes Allah Ta'ala seizes a person with his punishment. And that zillat, hmm? If that comes on a person, Allahu Akbar Kabira. Then, then they start crying. <laughs> then they say they wish they chose Allah Ta'ala. Then they will say they wish they didn't indulge in whatever the sinful act was. Hmm? Then they don't talk about balance, they finished, and then he sorry mantak khatam. They forget that word. Hmm? You must always choose deen over dunya. There's a chance you're living in a home. You can live in that home. There's hundreds and millions of Muslims in the world living in smaller, more difficult home than you. But opportunity presents itself. Riba, interest. You might even get some Malvi here to give you a fatwa. Hmm? Ah, <laughs> You might even get that. Hmm? You should know also. Hmm? If ever on those type of issues, I'm not talking about other akam, but this type of issue when it comes to interest and finance, if ever your heart tells you no, and the mufti tells you yes, you go with your heart. When it comes to money, so a person has a choice. Go for deen, go for dunya. Here again, many times Allah Ta'ala covers up for a person. A person actually gets the house on interest, lives in the house, actually happy in the house, lives in peace with his family in the house. Many times Allah Ta'ala But, Sometimes Allah SWT doesn't conceal and cover up for a person and sometimes Allah Ta'ala can choose to punish that person. Hmm? Then the amount of financial loss that person suffered. I remember a person who came to me tens and tens and thousands of pounds in debt. And I tracked his history all began whoa then I understood when I asked him his history. All began with his decision to engage in interest. Now he's not thinking at all any justification. Anyone who told him it's okay, I'm in England, nothing. All finished. But what do you do when you already, you know, you have nothing but regret left? You must always choose Deen over Dunya. Always. Always. 
always. You'll be happy. I guarantee you. Even in this world. And on the day of judgment you will be overjoyed. But you have to be serious. Very serious. There's too many exits now in Salatul Mustaqim. You know Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam at that time hmm, he took a stick like a twig and he dragged it in the sand and then he made the branches off hmm, and he told Sahaba Hada Salatul Mustaqim but Allah Akbar there's exits many exits now too many exits and most of the time, this is what happens, that the person chooses dunya over day. <coughs> Allah Ta'ala tried to do our tarbiyat in so many ways, but the master obviously did it, but we don't receive it. Kul dunya Proclaim to them, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that all of this stuff in dunya is qaleel, nothing, it's a trifle. Trifle, insignificant. It's an atom. It's ki hasiyati nahi It's ghurur. It's the adobe, abode of deception. Sometimes all you have to do is when you think about this concept of deen and dunya balance, okay, then ask yourself, how did my Allah Ta'ala talk about deen and Quran? And how does my Allah Ta'ala describe dunya and Quran? Is that a balanced description? Hmm? Is there balance in the way Allah Ta'ala talks about these two things? Then you can talk to me about balance. How did Nabi Akareem Sallallahu talk about dunya and how did he talk about deen? Is there some balance there? Hmm? Always choose deen over dunya. If a person does this, when they have the ability to choose, the barakah of this is Allah Ta'ala will save them from ever being in that outwardly impossible situation where they say, I had no choice other than to choose dunya. This is the secret. So even if somebody comes to me with that, and they said, no, no, I had no choice. So I understand that no, what happened to you is that many times earlier in your life you had the choice, but you ignored the Rahmat of Allah Ta'ala and His ni'mat and blessing that He gave you this choice and instead of using that choice of choosing deen over dunya you chose dunya and yes now Allah Ta'ala has put you in a situation you have no choice He's put you in that situation it happens but there's a history there's a history of you making the wrong choices again sometimes Allah Ta'ala many times Allah Ta'ala covers up for the person the person keeps making the wrong choice, Allah still gives them right results. Allah but it's also part of being a sultan. Not even just covering up. The person makes the wrong choice, Allah gives them right results. Allah Akbar Even this happens. But sometimes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yes, He will seize that person in his punishment. The golden rule is to always choose deen over dunya. And you can make this choice so many times a day. 
You wake up for Fajr or not? You come for, for the men you come for Salah and Jamaat or not? Are you good behavior with your wife, husband to wife, wife to husband, good with your spouse or not? Every day there's so many choices we make. So many choices. When you think about it, how many times in our lives we have actually made that mistake of choosing dunya over deen. Choosing sleep over ibadat. Choosing ghaflat over zikr. And then the worst, choosing disobedience over obedience. Choosing non-sunnah over sunnah. Hmm? Choosing non-asan atka, awla, azka, leaving the better way for the lesser way. Hmm? When we could have easily done the better way. It was in our ability, in our grasp, in our reach. Hmm? We didn't, we left it. Not on. This is our message to you. Become serious in thing. Very serious. Take it seriously. Work for it seriously. Make dua to Allah, to Allah for it seriously. This recipe for success in deen. Anything in deen you want it, you must make niya, irada, talab, you must want it. And really intend to have it. Number two, you must make some effort for it and strive for it. And number three, you must make dua to Allah Ta'ala to grant you it. If you do these three things for anything in deen, you will get it inshallah. Niyat, irada, talab, you really, really want it, desire it, plan for it. Number two, effort, sa'i, juhud, menat, you really strive and make effort for it. And number three, dua, manajat. You make heartfelt, desperate pleas to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant it, you will get it inshallah. You have to do all three, all three. Okay, somebody still says, I'm still, I can't do the second one. <laughs> I can do the niyat al-abirada part. I can do the dua part. <laughs> but I can't do the hard work effort one. I say, okay, no problem. You do the first two, one and three, Allah Ta'ala will give you tawfiq to do too. Don't give up. Yes, even if there's something in deen that you know, apparently zahir, that you're not strong enough now to make the sa'i juhud minat for it, still make niyat for it. Still make dua for it. Still have irada for it. Still beg Allah Ta'ala for it. And then on top of it, beg Allah Ta'ala to grant you the himma, strength to make effort for it. Allah Ta'ala will grant it to you. What do you think? Any one of us can have effort? No, that's also from the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa You think you're naturally hard-working or disciplined? That's never going to happen. Ham kaun se insanu zayfa. We are zayf, we are weak. If any kuwa, strength, willpower comes, it comes from Allah subhanahu wa So there's another delusion. When a person thinks he's strong, you thought you were strong, you thought you could become big alim, big sheikh, tuck, restart. Like the kid who thinks you're doing so well on the game, huh? and all of a sudden he crashes, restart. game over. Game over, right there, finished. Either he loses hope and he goes away, or he hits restart and starts again. Sometimes Allah does that also. 
These are good things. <laughs> you shouldn't be thinking, oh, I hope Allah Ta'ala never does that to me. All these things I told you, it's actually good if Allah Ta'ala does these things to us. You see me In fact, if any of you think are saying right now to yourself, none of that's ever happened to me, you should be scared. <laughs> you should be scared. <laughs> because that's another danger. That that person who Allah Ta'ala covers up for entirely their whole life, Ooh, they might be in big trouble on their judgment. <laughs> might be all of it is just waiting for them there. <laughs> you should be scared. Islam, I used to think like that. You should be scared. <coughs> they took it seriously. They had fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even if something worked out for them in this world, they would be scared. When Sufi went somewhere and he asked for water to drink, somebody gave him sharbat. Hmm? Nabees, you can say like Nabees of Tamar. Hmm? You know what Nabees of Tamar was? The Arab Sahabakram, because a lot of the water they got was a bit salty. They used to drop a few dates in it and let the dates sit long enough so some of the sweetness of the date would come in and nullify the saltiness of the water. But then they would have to take the dates out before the dates run so long that it ferments and becomes a bit alcoholic. So this is one of the Nabi's, Nabi's of Tamar. And very, for those of you who studied, you remember, if you remember, there was an issue of can you make wudu with Nabi's of Tamar. Very famous issue in the Masal of wudu. Hmm? So somebody gave him that, right? So we're calling it sharbat in Urdu. You can call it whatever, drink. Hmm? So he started crying. Allah Akbar. Oh, why? Because he got worried that what if this is my reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world? That I ask for water and I get sherbet instead. And I'll have nothing on the day of judgment. Just hmm? as we tell our Gujarati friends that you know you put all this food, then I get scared. Then bus also open the day and says, What are you doing? We are going to do it. What do you want to do? Go to Jannah. We are going to do it. وہ آپ کو کھانا دیتے تھے آپ کو حضرت کہتے تھے کرسی پہ بٹھاتے تھے بس جاؤ شبش اور اور کیا کیا آپ نے اور کچھ کیا ہے ایسا پیپل تھنک سیریس اسکیئرڈ فیئر آف اللہ سنا ہوتا نا ونس یو بیکم سیریس آن دین ان شاء اللہ دا امل فلو فلو فرام یو You won't have to squeeze it out. It will flow, it will come naturally. And when you're not serious, you'll be struggling, struggling, struggling. Barrels are heavy over here. Huh? Aha, Allah Akbar. Barrels are happy, mashallah, to be sitting here in Hashem Academy. And we make dua that all of you who are students here, Or generally you come here for different talks and gatherings. Allah Ta'ala accept your efforts in coming. He accepts your striving. Even the little bit time you can take out part-time to study ilm of deen. Learn Quran al-Kareem. Learn the hadith of Nabi al-Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Inshallah will be a big blessing for you. A little bit of time you can take out to make zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Make some extra ibadah will be a big blessing for you. A little bit of time you can take out to do dawat of deen help people to remind them of their iman will be a blessing for you. 
any little amount you can take out to do khidmat of your institute, your masajid, the people, it'll be a blessing for you. But don't get me wrong, all that, those little bits count because it's deen. Because you're doing it with deen, with love, with love, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of it will count inshallah. But still, be careful always never to fall in the trap even once of choosing dunya over deen. forgive us for all the times we were lazy forgive us for all the times we were neglectful and negligent Yet forgive us for all the times that we preferred dunya, we chose dunya, we were attracted towards dunya, we were inclined towards dunya at the expense of deen, at the neglect of deen, in place of deen. Yet Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you put the izzat of deen, muhabbat of deen, mahbubiyat of deen in our heart. Yet Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you put the hakikat of dunya in our heart. Let us recognize it for what it is. Let us view the dunya in the same way that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam viewed dunya. And your Rabb, let us view our deen in the same way that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam valued and viewed our deen. And Nabi Kareem, you are star. You have concealed and covered so many of our faults, so many of our sins. So many times, Ya Rabb, we made the wrong decision and still you granted us khair. We made the wrong amal and still you didn't punish us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have all praise to you, all glory to you, all hamd to you, all shukr to you. Subhanaka Ya Allah, Alhamdulillah, Ya Rabb, we are so sitar. Ya Rabb, just like that, you are a ghafar. We ask that you forgive us for those sins. You are Al-Hadi, guide us out of those sins. You are Ar-Rahman, send your mercy on us, Ya Rabb. Give us tawfiq of taqwa, tawfiq of haya, tawfiq of adab and akhlaq. Ya Rabbi Kareem, let us be true and loyal in every human relationship. Let us be true and loyal in every family relationship. Let us be true and loyal to our Nabi Kareem, and let us be true and loyal slave to you, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Forgive us for every disloyalty, for every betrayal, for every lie, for every dishonesty, for every sinful action, for every sinful thought. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us people of husna akhlaq, virtuous deeds, virtuous behavior, virtuous character, and Ya Rabb, make us strong on deen, firm on deen, serious in deen, striving in deen. Ya Rabb, every single feeling of deen that you have mentioned in Quran, we want it, Ya Rabb. We want the feeling of sabr, the feeling of tawakkul, the feeling of zikr, the feeling of shukr, the feeling of hamd, the feeling of khawf, the feeling of khashiyah, the feeling of tawakkul. Grant us all the feelings of iman, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Every amal, every ibadat, Ya Rabb, that you have mentioned, give us tawfiq, Ya Rabb. We want to make every type of ibadah, every form of zikr, every dua, every Every way of pleasing you, we want to love you in every way, worship you in every way, remember you in every way, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, all the things that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he taught in sunnah, grant us that ilm, Ya Rabbi Kareem. We want to learn every hadith, to amal on every hadith, we want to know all about the seerah, we want to be guided by the seerah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant 
into some mushabiyah to him, some resemblance to him, some likeness to him. Put us on his uswa and pattern, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Rabbi, you're not worthy of this, but out of your karam and rahmah, you made us from ummah. You grant us the tawfiq to have iman. Now grant us the hakikat of iman, the amal of iman, the sifat of iman, the akhlaq of iman, the kidar of iman, the lazat of iman, the lutf of iman. Ya Rabbi Kareem, let us not have the feeling that does not have the aqidah and kalimah of iman, but the ahwal of the kufr, the sifat of kufr, the akhlaq of kufr. Instead, Ya Rabb, put the iman deep into our heart, deep into our ruh, deep into our life, in every part of our personality, every part of our character, every part of our lifestyle, every part of our life, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Rabbi, make dua for all of the students and teachers of ilm. Ya Rabbi, put barakah in their ilm, nur in their ilm. Grant them tawfiq to do amal on their ilm. Grant them ikhlas, Ya Rabbi, kareem. Ya Rabbi, ask that you send your khas rahmah on all of the institutes in this area, and all of the institutes in this country, and all of the asatas of shayukh, and all the talaba sadaqeen. Ya Rabbi, kareem, make their hearts as one. Make them united in love for you. Make them strong in their efforts. Yet many times we make good intention, but we're unable to follow through. Accept those intentions, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Accept that niyyah, that irada, that talab. Accept our dua, Ya Rabbi Kareem. And give us tawfiq to make amal, tawfiq to make mehnat, tawfiq to make effort, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, we make dua for the whole Ummah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Especially those members of the Ummah who don't have the chances we have, the opportunity we have, the blessings we have, the luxuries we have, the food we have, the clothing we have, the family we have. Ya Rabbi, ask that you send your special rahmah on them and make us feel more compassion for them, more fikr for them, do more khidmat for them, and make us do more qadr and more shukr of the bounties and blessings you have bestowed upon us, and give us tawfiq to use them in your itaat, in your obedience, and in the khidmah and service, Ya Rabbi Kareem. رَبَّنَا تَكَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ وَتُبُوا عَلَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَّابُ الرَّحِيمُ وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَلَى سَيْدْنَا مُحَمَّدْ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَتَكَ يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ